And now, on with the show. All right, let's see how long we stay recording, guys. I don't know why All I said right. guys. It's just nice. you today, Keith. It's just me. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Well, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's here do we it. are. This is weekend watch. Normally, I'm joined with two co-hosts, but our our wonderful friend David has been having a day, and his computer is now not starting. So we're gonna push ahead. We will talk about his picks in his honor today. Um. And we'll go from there. So welcome, everyone. This is Weekend Watch. I am your host, Spencer. Also, here's another host. It's Keith. <laughs> That's me. I'm Keith. <laughs> that was good, right? That was good. That was, it was something. <laughs> I like how my, my signature podcast intro is asking you guys whether or not I did a good job. <laughs> like, that's just become my thing. I'm that desperate for, for approval. Just please tell me I, I need did a that, good job. Even I need if I that did a validation. Job, just tell me I did good. I need you to tell me I did good. <laughs> so, um, thank good. you. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, it was I was a good intro. Good job. I I only operate on on adoration and and all the little bit of uh, of attention you can throw me. Validation. Gonna, I, I need it all. I'm gonna go ahead and still blame this uh, botched intro on David derailing us. In David, son of a bitch. Fuck it, David. <laughs> Here I am, so worried about him and his computer that I just screwed everything up. You it stupid never bitch. would have happened had had David not brought this about. You stupid bitch. <laughs> 40, 48 episodes in or something, and this is the first <laughs> time it's happened. <laughs> See, I'm already off. Uh, so let's let's talk about movies and stuff, yeah, right? That's what we're here for. That. Yeah. Um. So you know, this is coming up on a big holiday weekend one of the best we're moving into the summer summertime means you know kicking it by the pool if you have one of those or you know in in my socioeconomic class it was cracking open a fire hydrant and setting somebody as a lookout on the on the corner yeah did did you really do that i don't think you ever did that i didn't do that no yeah don't just call I never me out that. like that how could yeah, you? i'm gonna call you out because we we never this is albuquerque <laughs> we're not an affiliate or some shit uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's holiday weekend. It's Memorial Day. And in addition to uh, ushering in summer, did you know that Memorial Day also has another purpose on the U.S. calendar? No. You didn't? You've never heard about this? What is this? What are you talking about? It's actually to honor our our fallen service members. What? Yeah, no. It's not like remember this day off every year? Memorialize it is not. Memorialize this day but, off? That is how a lot of oh. people spend it. Okay. We're Just not going to spend it that way. Uh, nah, we're, nah. Nah, nah, we're not going to. We're going to talk about uh, our favorite war movies because because my dog is chewing on something again. <laughs> that's, that's good oh, enough man. reason for me. We're taking a pause. Clap. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is she dead? Did he kill her? She might have, she, she's lucky. She's lucky <laughs> I, I like her most of the time. She grabbed a fucking an old uh cockroach trap oh fuck that's great just uh-huh. carry that around the house and chew it up fucking like, gross it's one of the bait ones so like it, it's old thankfully like yeah there's no it didn't have any poison left right but what do you have now Jeez. 
All right, you're sitting with me. This is all standing in, by the way. I'll take take out the dead air, but (laughs) But this is staying in. Anyway, we're here to talk about war movies because there are a lot of them out there. It's a a popular genre, um, and some of them are far better than others. So let's talk about some of our favorites, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Keith, why don't you start so I can admonish this dog? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to start with David's pick because this is also one of my my favorite watches of the of the whole week. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, I thought it was really great uh, for Memorial Day as well. It was it was a good look back on the times. It is on HBO. It is called called Tuskegee Airmen, and I am I'm pretty floored by how how great this movie carried over into today. Like it was really really enjoyable um knockout actors throughout uh hold on let me pull up a a synopsis of it real quick not prepared yeah we got kind of got a little bit of a curveball so that's okay yeah that's all right um so it's a semi-fictionalized account of the tuskegee airmen the actual first all african-american air force squadron during world war ii um it centers around uh, the young pilot Hannibal Lee, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, and despite all the initial pushback from from higher ranking officers and and um, the the drive for these these young black airmen to fail, they didn't, and they overcame so much to become some of the the best pilots in in the entire at the time. It was the Army Air Corps. Um, so it, like I said, it's a knockout cast. We have Lawrence Fishburne, obviously as, as the lead, um, Alan Payne, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Christopher McDonald, you know, Shooter McGavin, got to get him in there. Um, Andre Brower, who, you know, he's Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> and he's the captain of the 99th precinct. But in this, he is the commander of the, the 99th battalions, which is pretty fucking awesome that that lined up and the way he shouts at like he plays a very serious role but i couldn't help but just laugh at him the whole time because it was so captain holt the way he was doing things it was yeah um it, it, every time he showed up i i couldn't not see it yeah it was it was so there uh we also had john lithgow in there a little bit some cuba gooding jr who was incredible throughout this movie um Again, this just everybody in it played such a great role, and it was just such a good story. This is a great story of of these pilots, and um, there's that one speech from Andre Brower that was just really moving about uh, being an African American soldier at the time of World War II, and it was it was really moving. It's a really moving film and a great story. It is. Um... I didn't realize it, uh, you know, when I looked, I started reading about it after I had started watching it. Uh, I realized that it was a made for TV movie. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. It's an HBO original 95. Like they, they made it specifically to air on HBO. Okay, man. HBO has been doing knockout stuff for a minute. Then if this is their, their original stuff in 95. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can see it a little bit. It's definitely clear that the budget was lower. Yeah, it, it was um, it was very much some that footage, kind of movie. Yeah, some footage was reused, like you know the you know the planes in the air footage. 
Uh, and that's fine. It's it's not that big a deal. The most important part of this movie is the story it's trying to tell, not you know, the glorifying action. combat or anything right. like that. Uh, no, it, and you're right. It was it was a great story. Yeah, the the cockpit vibes were that of like Luke Skywalker and and his X wing, where it's that portrait view of them just sitting in a cockpit and you're not really seeing much action. It's just them kind of being reactionary and talking to each other. Yeah, which is which is more important when you're trying to tell the story. Yeah, I agree. This is about the uh, socio, the I don't know what the fuck word I'm trying to look for, the barriers that they had to overcome and and how that happened. Not just um, with with the Americans at home, but with each other, with being at war. I mean, they were facing the same shit that every other soldier was faced with, and then having to deal with being a black American on top of that, which I mean, this is World War II. We know how tough it is even today. That was way worse back then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a great story told. I'm, kudos to HBO again for for bringing this story about so so early on in the '90s as well. Yeah, '95. That's that's crazy. So check it out. Uh, Tuskegee Airmen currently streaming on HBO Max. Uh, well, we might as well do David's uh, other pick. Uh, I'll cover this one. David chose for his second Memorial Day pick uh, Black Hawk Down. This is the 2001 movie um, that focuses on the 1993 U.S. mission in Somalia. uh, When, hold please. (laughs) I saw that look. (laughs) Oh, something crawled up her butt today. Uh, Black Hawk Down, 2001 Ridley Scott movie. Uh, produced by Ridley Scott and Jerry Bruckheimer, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Ken Nolan. Uh, the film takes place in 1993 when the U.S. sent special forces into Somalia to destabilize the government and bring food and humanitarian aid to the starving population. Using Black Hawk helicopters to lower the soldiers onto the ground, an unexpected attack by Somalian forces brings two of the helicopters down immediately. From there, the U.S. soldiers must struggle to regain their balance while enduring heavy gunfire. Um, before I had seen this movie, this was not a conflict that i was aware that the u.s had ever been involved with uh because i mean that makes sense i was six years old at the time i was gonna say this this came out at what 2002 so um, yes yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that we wouldn't have been like actively knowing about what was going on in somalia at that in time. 1993 <laughs> uh yeah it makes sense right uh so it was an interesting story to me uh, i actually read the book after after i first saw the movie um and also very good definitely highly recommend that read nice i uh, haven't read it i'll have to check it out this is another this is one of those movies that i really like as a war film because it very much does not it doesn't glorify warfare in any way i don't think um or at least to a you know a very minimal extent um it is gory uh in a realistic way yeah it doesn't shy away from showing you know just how fucked up a situation can become you know instantly it's fucking dog man this is i think one of the better kind of like behind enemy lines type of war movie you know you really feel the panic the stress of the situation it's not like you said it's not glorified they're not ramboing their way out of this they're fucked up they're they're fucked and you know it, you feel it the whole time. Right. Um, Everything goes to shit almost instantly. Yeah. You know, um, from the beginning, you know, it's a routine mission, you know, try to send in special forces, abduct these leaders of this warlord group, 
you know, this warlord militia, um, and then, you know, e- extract them and, and get the hell out of there as quick as you can. Cause it is a, you know, a hostile area and almost from, you know, the second those helicopters take off from base, shit starts going wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a true story. Like this shit actually happened, which is, makes it all the more interesting to me, I think as a, as a historical piece. Right. Um, you know, there's, like I said, th- this one and, and my pick for the week are, are the two that really, although yours as well, now that I started watching it, um, really drive the point home of, of just how shitty it can get really quickly. Yeah, I agree. Big time. Um, the, the cast is I was unreal. Gonna say, it's another cast that just was out of this world. I mean, we've got Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Tom Sizemore, Eric Bana, uh, Kim Coates is in it. Um, Orlando Bloom is in it. There's just, it, yeah. it's so many more. I, I could keep going. Man, it, Tom it is, is always just such a fucking soldier, right? Yeah. Like every time, like he falls into those roles so well. Yeah, he really does. Um, he's Ewan a McGregor's great. Actor. He's almost unrecognizable in some of this, like as Ewan McGregor. This is, he's, he's such an adaptive actor too in, in his young age. And this was mid Clone Wars too. He's really young in this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just after train spotting and just as he's really starting to dive in as Obi-Wan. Like he wasn't a hugely uh well known actor. Yeah. He was just starting to come up from Star Wars, I think, at the time. I think he did such a great job of taking on a lot of these roles that didn't allow him to be typecast. Like like I said, he's an adaptive actor and throughout this whole time he was really showing that off, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I love this movie. I definitely recommend people should check it out uh, at least once. It's it's not an easy. It's it's a heavy movie to get through. It is. It's it's uh, it's rough for sure. Uh, so check it out. It is Black Hawk Down. It's currently streaming on Hulu. I think no. Oh, HBO. HBO Max as well. Man, I always get it wrong. Yeah, we but have a lot that, of HBO this week. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so Keith, why don't you give us your Memorial Day pick? Yeah, uh, happy to. It's another HBO, and it's an HBO original. They do great war stuff, man. And this has to be one of my favorite war stories, war epics. It's hard to say this is just one story because it's not. Um, It is called The Pacific. It is a series. Like I said, it is HBO original. And where many of the... World War II stories that you you see are are on the European front. This one is clearly not. It's in the Pacific on the Japanese front, and it tells a whole different story. Um, and man, to talk about not glorifying and showing the real struggles of war, this is a fucking crazy one. Um, before I get too deep into to talking about the show, I will say that it is from executive producers Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks became such a massive World War II buff after it being in Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, which was supposed to be one of our picks, but it got dropped from I think Netflix very recently. David was going to pick that movie, which is hands down one of the best war stories ever. But yeah, Tom Hanks dove himself into that role, loved the World War II setting, and and became a buff. And he's an executive producer on this show, The Pacific, and on Band of Brothers as well. I'm pretty sure, which is another HBO show. But I, I lean more towards this one. Like I said, I like this story better. It's um, 
it doesn't go into the glorification of war in fact it it goes kind of against it there's one part where some of these heroes getting medals and stuff are really having massive mental breakdowns it shows the early signs of ptsd in this terrible war that was going on in, in during world war ii so you said you That's got to the, start this right yeah i did um i made it through the first couple episodes i think uh and i'm gonna keep going because for some reason the pacific and band of brothers i've just never gotten around to watching and i definitely need to because it's got me hooked yeah, big time um, you're right it and i don't know how you can tell the story of the pacific theater especially early in the pacific theater without being gritty and and depressing and dark and and gory because yeah. it was a meat grinder literally you know? just just literally yeah chewing I mean, people up it was horrible absolutely horrible um and the higher-ups knew it and just kept throwing fodder at them and fodder at them and it's telling these these same stories from a bunch of different perspectives and it's really cool it's really intricate uh yeah absolutely uh like i said I, i'm really getting into it so i i intend to finish this one for sure yeah i and once you do again i i also gotta kind of lightly throw in band of brothers it's it's a bit of a different flow of a story a bit of a different feel but equally as moving of a story it's really fucking good this isn't david schwimmer in it i believe he is so that's some if you like ross it's basically the same guy. I mean, who really likes Ross? <laughs> good point. Good point. Man, how do we do a heavy episode like like Memorial Day picks and then get all jokey? It feels wrong. <laughs> it does. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but you know what? We're a comedy podcast, kind of. So, <laughs> so how do you just not make a joke? We're going to soldier on. You can cancel us if you want. We, not, not that many people listen, so. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> So check out the Pacific currently streaming on HBO max. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with my uh, Memorial day pick this week. This is a movie that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, as someone whose father was a Vietnam war vet, this movie uh, really spoke to me. It was uh, kind of a, how would he say it? It was a, an ever present thing, which I'm sure a lot of people who, uh, who had relatives who fought in Vietnam are aware that 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 war really never went away yeah um so it always kind of piqued my interest it was something that i had a lot of interest you know uh growing up and, and through to today in, in researching and and learning more as much as i can about uh and this movie uh it's we were soldiers starring mel gibson from some year 2002, 2002. this movie came out right after black hawk down yeah um yeah, We Were Soldiers, starring starring Mel Gibson, directed by Randall Wallace, uh, based on the book We Were Soldiers Once and Young um, by Lieutenant General Harold Hal Moore and journalist Joseph L. Galloway. This uh, movie follows the story of the 1st Air Cavalry uh, Battalion in the Army, which is basically a new way of a new tactic that the Army was introducing of shuttling soldiers onto a battlefield on helicopters and just round trip after round trip of helicopters, bringing soldiers onto the battlefield and, and, you know, taking them out. It was a, a new way to try to fight the war, um, especially in Vietnam. So early in the war, 1965, I believe, uh, we have the first battle of the Iadrang Valley. And this is the story of that battle. Uh, like I said, it follows uh, at the time, Colonel Halmore, 
uh, and his his kind of experimental battalion of of helicopter soldiers uh, fighting the first major battle in Vietnam. Uh, one of the only ones too. After this, it was you know most of the war was fought in in guerrilla ta- oh, using guerrilla tactics and yeah. skirmishes and you know smaller scale, but you know still ultra violent and, and and terrible. But this was the first uh, first and one of the few major battles of the war. Um, and this, I think, does one of the best jobs I've seen in again not not glorifying um, you know warfare. It's very upfront about just how how hellish this battle was uh, and how hellish that war was. Um, yeah, I think once you get into like some of the Vietnam depictions that we, there's a lot of them at because of how terrible this war was, they're all very gruesome. And this one is on that same page. It doesn't hold back. Vietnam was terrible. And and the movies tell that story. Apocalypse Now, Platoon. I mean, they're they're all just so gritty and dark. Something about those movies still feels, you know, you think about Apocalypse Now, you think about Full Metal Jacket. Um, it has the lighter even side to it a little bit. Not even light, but kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Fantastic. Yeah, I, I guess like you're right. It's, yeah. it's kind of a dark Apocalypse fantasy. Now. Yeah, especially yeah. Apocalypse Now. Uh, it's almost a dark fantasy. That's kind of the fantasy. appeal of that, yeah. Right. You know, so I don't, you know, they're obviously Vietnam War movies, but they're not in a sense. You know what I mean? I, I do it's, know what you it's mean. It's a different kind of story being told with that war as a backdrop. Yeah, this one gives you the more realistic look at the war and, and even a very realistic look at the war tactics that were being used, like you said, with this yeah. this new helicopter tactic and stuff like this. It, yeah, this this one, I think you do, you, you're right. It has a little bit of a leg up in how they depicted Vietnam. What That they, has a lot to do with the fact that, that the the guys who wrote the book, uh, Colonel Hal Moore and Joe Galloway, the journalist, were they both wrote the book because they were both there. Um, yeah, you know, Joe Galloway was a journalist covering the war in a new way. You know, prior to Vietnam, none of these wars were being covered by I don't want to say not as much. They weren't being as much covered by independent journalists. Um, so many news outlets. You know, they always say Vietnam was the first war to really be shown from the front line to the American people. Um, and like terrifying amounts of footage. Like mm-hmm. they just filmed everything. Everything was filmed. Yeah. It was fucked up. And, uh, and this journalist was the only one who, who had the balls to go to the battlefield in the middle of the battle. And he stayed there for a good 48 hours, uh, documenting everything, taking pictures. I think, I mean, at one point they were in, in danger of being overrun. He had to pick up a gun and, and, and start shooting it at, Vietnamese soldiers. The actual gargantuan nuts on this motherfucker to have to do. Can you that. imagine like, that, right? No, I can't imagine. Like, I would not be anywhere near that place. If I weren't starting with a gun, then I'm not going to be there. Like, he uh-huh. ended up with a gun, but I, you, you got to be starting with a gun and forcing my hand that to be there. Yeah. Um, this is another movie. It's not for the faint of heart. It is utterly ruthless in its depiction of, of, of the violence and the trauma, you know, that is, that is taken under it is, you know, I said it, it doesn't do a lot to, to glorify war, but it does have a bit of, of glorification of, of service of the military, which, you know, it's, I don't think that's lost on many of these films. Right. I think every single one we've talked about does that to an extent. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever seen 
actually that's not true i know of a single movie that i've ever seen that is utterly non-glorifying in any way of, of war but you know this one does does a fairly decent job other than well, that whole you know military life aspect the five bloods actually did a pretty good job of that I, that's I fair that's fair that was a decent yeah. one um the one i was talking about is called come and see it's a i believe polish movie that is a movie i don't ever intend on watching again <laughs> uh but check it out that that's another one to check out 1985 <laughs> yeah. soviet anti-war film that's what it yeah, was russian sold it for me yeah uh yeah you know those those kind of movies yeah it's like requiem for a dream i'm not ever right. watching that movie again yeah just you you need but, some like brain bleach afterwards just to wash away what you just saw i i can name three movies off the top of my head that i fall into that category for me and it's come and see requiem for a dream and grave of the fireflies yeah you made uh, us watch grave of the fireflies again for I that. Did. <laughs> I did. I, like and i did it i I willingly i had already seen the movie and i went back and rewatched it anyway and <laughs> it's that's, oh, that's i didn't fight. even rewatch it for that. <laughs> you fucking douche <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah anyway we were soldiers like i said this is a movie is very near and dear to my heart um i think everyone should check it out it is a good look into the thought processes that went into the early days of the vietnam war and uh it's just a it's a fantastic movie everyone should see it it's real good i don't want to give anything else away but check it out this is a movie that makes me cry multiple times every time i've seen it yeah it's hard it's hard to not be moved by some of this stuff so uh check it out we were soldiers it's currently streaming on prime video uh let's let's move past here a little bit we've got uh, a couple other picks that are not uh, war movies, so just some extras we wanted to throw in this week. So why don't we go bit. over those? Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Keith, yeah, why don't little, you hit me with, with what you got? A little bit of a palate cleanser. I'm going to lighten the mood a lot of it and go ahead and toss this one at you because this shit is fucking hilarious. I know you've already seen it, and I'm glad you have because I want to talk about it. Uh, it's a show, Netflix original, called American Vandal, vandal american vandal um, let me spit that out um you got there, you got there. american got yeah. vandal. american vandal american um, vandal <laughs> american go ahead because i can go all night keep going <laughs> <laughs> cool beans um so yeah it's presented by funny or die i think i i don't remember uh it's it's one of those uh and man it it it, it takes a couple of these kind of younger kids and i i think they were kind of involved in the story and stuff but it's set in a high school there's two seasons the first season is is set in these kids high school they're making a documentary as as a project or something like that and um they're trying to solve the mystery of who painted all the dicks on all the teachers cars in the the teachers lot 27 dicks on 27 cars who painted the dicks uh and your main suspect is the the burnout stoner kid dylan maxwell played by jimmy tatro i don't know this is you're not going to recognize anybody in these maybe one or two of like the teachers or something as like offshoot comedians but yeah that's one of my favorite things about it too are these they're a bunch of like nobodies and they shoot it so perfectly it feels so much like a docu-series but it feels it real is. yeah that's what i loved so much about it is like, obviously you know it's scripted yeah but man they did they did a great job making a mockumentary feel like a real documentary 
it is so fucking good. The it's way they, documentary, I should say. Yeah, the way they talk about things, the way they bring stuff up, the interviews that they're having, the pauses that the interviewer, the interviewees have, the the background comments from from the uh, documentarians, like it's they just kind of nail everything. There is it's it's a little long winded at parts because it is a series and. You know, they kind of had to stretch it out. So there are times they had eight hours to fill. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where it's like, man, we're we're still going on this one topic, but then it brings it right back around and you're laughing your ass off again. It it's not very much throughout the the whole eight episodes per season that you're sitting there going, Okay, this is a little too dumb. It is very dumb, but it it always comes back around again and it kicks off another laugh. I just love how serious they take it. Like so serious. It's this hilarious concept. This hilarious thing has happened and everything feels like almost like an episode of like, you know, 48 hours or some, yeah. some other like police procedural, you know, and it's just, it, it adds to the, to the comedy. It is so fucking funny. They make it so true crime that yeah, it is, yeah. it's, it's, it's perfect. Um, it has the right vibe. It has the right music, the right intros. Those intros are docu-series to a T. Like it is, I, they're spot on with everything. I was blown away. Um, we told our friend Rebecca, you, you know Rebecca, to watch it. And I guess she started watching it um, with, with her boyfriend, Brandon. And he asked multiple times at the beginning, he's like, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. It does give a very real vibe off. And while it is overly stupid, some of these people are very believable as being these super ridiculous people. And it's just a ton of fun. I can't recommend it enough. It is, like I said, two seasons. Both are eight episodes. And I kind of hope they just keep doing more because I really, really love this show. Um, Again, it's American Vandal, Netflix. You should watch it. So good. So good. all right, check it out. Netflix, American Vandal. Um, my last pick this week is one that I've been waiting to hit streaming to talk about because I fucking loved it. It is kind of a mind fuck. It is Christopher Nolan's new newest movie, Tenet. Um, I forgot to pull up the synopsis. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is a thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. A secret agent embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War III. That's it. That's the movie. You don't need to know anything more. Uh, You don't even need to watch it. (laughs) You don't. That's all you need to know. Like You've seen it now. Um, uh, It's got a great cast. John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. um, That's it. Those are... Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh's in it. Yeah. They're like um, everybody's really good in this. They're just not all recognizable. Um, yeah, yeah. John David Washington, man, wow, this guy just knocked it out of the park. He was fucking phenomenal the entire time. I've been in love with Robert Pattinson since he stopped doing those sparkling vampire movies. So, <laughs> um, he was perfect. Uh, this was this was an intense movie, man. Like I sat down, and I was gonna just have it running on my second screen while I played a couple of games. Within the first five seconds, it was just like, nope, you're hooked. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. It was immediate draw in, and I wanted to know what was happening the entire time. I still don't really know what was happening. I'm going to watch it again, probably a bunch more times. I'm probably never going to know exactly what was happening, but damn, is it not fun to watch? It is yeah, this good. is 
it, it, it's definitely a Christopher Nolan movie. You know, this yeah. fucking guy made Memento and and uh, uh, Inception, Inception yeah. and you know all these movies that are absolute mind fucks. You know, so expect that going in. Like I said, that description does not do the plot justice. Um, it's basic. Uh, fuck, I don't even know how to. John David Washington plays some sort of special force secret spy guy who uh, gets involved with some sort of secret society who has to stop the future from declaring war on the present. Was that good? That was, yeah. I mean, that's that's as good as it can get. I'm kind of curious as to if they're going to follow us up with the franchise. Like, they left it open that they definitely could. They could do anything with this. They fuck with time the entire time. So they could do, uh, and the way they do it is confusing, but makes you think you almost understand it until it's yeah. happening. And then you don't understand it. And then it's like, oh, I get it. Oh, never mind. Like, I, I like that I don't get it. It's not, it's not annoying that I don't get it. I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be that way. It's this technology that we can't even comprehend or understand. Yeah. And, and I really like the way they do that and the way they string time together and break it apart. And it's, it's cool to watch, man. I really enjoyed watching it. I, I have no idea how they filmed the movie. Like there's no. some really crazy shit happens and it's fucking awesome. It's so cool. Um, yeah. I, one of the things I really actually liked about it was the fact that, it seems like a very convoluted, tough to understand movie, you know, when you're first getting into it. But by the end, you do get that feeling, like you were saying, of I think I I think I understood this. It's not as as daunting as as it seems at first. Or as people made it out to be, or as people made Inception out to be, like, oh, you're gonna have to have big brains to know what's going on here. And it's like even in Inception is like, nah, you kind of get what's going on. Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't kind of get it, you still kind of get it. It still has that vibe to to this movie where it doesn't leave you grasping at something that's irritating. It leaves you feeling good about being a little confused. They even go get a little tongue in cheek about it when uh, Robert Pattinson is trying to explain some stuff early on, and he's like, "Is your head hurting yet?" And the the protagonist, he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, get some sleep then," because it, even they know it is ridiculously confusing. Like Robert Pattinson's character is supposed to be this major crazy physicist that understands this stuff, and he still doesn't understand this stuff. So, like I said, that's kind of part of the story. You're not really supposed to fully understand it and that's okay yeah exactly um so check it out it, it it's a mind bender of a movie but like i said don't worry it it's not so difficult that you'll hate it um and it's a christopher nolan movie it's a great action film great sci-fi film it fits into most categories it, it's it's great just watch it it's on hbo max and it's called ten i will say one more thing about it and one more thing about Nolan's films in general is his music and sound are so spot on. I think it was Inception that like popularized the bois that that big you you know the noise that I mean yeah yeah, yeah right? definitely um, that was a Nolan sound and the music and the sounds throughout this whole movie as they're going forward and then backward in time you hear it you feel it it's it's a tangible thing happening it's, it's like when spidey sense happens you know what i mean it 
it they did a great job of helping you understand when things were flipping and stuff. It's phenomenal. Watch this movie. Yeah. Check it out. Uh yeah, I think that's it. Those are all of our picks. Um great. We're awesome. did it. We did it we did without it. David. I, without I David. miss him. I miss him, but fuck I him. I miss him too. Fuck him for having bad day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he deserves all of our love and support. Someday. Sometime. Uh I don't think we have any uh any other bonus content this this time around. Um no, your bonus content was not having to listen to David all episode nice. long. Nice bonus. <laughs> Turns out the poop was our third co-host all along. <laughs> uh, I feel I a little too listen. mean. Sorry, David. Please, I hope you listen to the episode. I'm going to feel really bad about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to our Memorial Day episode of Weekend Watch. Don't forget, check us out on Twitter, on Facebook. Come to our Discord channel and join. Talk to us about your favorite memorial day war movies um also check us out on our website three guys one up.com that's the number three and the number one at that website you'll find a link to our patreon where you can click that link click another link probably enter your information and then another button and then you'll be giving us five dollars a month to become one of our patrons uh if you do that if you're a patron you're pretty much the best because that means you'll be helping us produce these super quality super professional episodes every week professional uh, in perpetuity so uh do that give us your money thank you thank you for your money uh and now we're done i hope everyone has a great holiday weekend um if you listen to this after the holiday weekend just pretend it's for july 4th or something yeah because well, that's another take, you know patriot day, day you deserve right? it. you yeah, deserve take the it. don't work on memorial day just make it a holiday weekend. make it a holiday it's a holiday week Oh, yeah. Take any other day off. Just be like, I'm going to listen to this episode because of Memorial Day. Yeah. Even though it's August. Fuck it. Or February. I don't know when people are going to listen to this. Just listen. Just listen. And good night. Have a great night.